and we are live. And this is another special car podcast with my wife, Andrea. Hello, Andrea. Hi. And for those who have been following us for the last couple of years, you may recall the last time we did one of these podcasts was way, 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 way back when life was normal back in December of 2019. We had just left Sugarbush in Vermont about the same time frame, a little bit before Christmas. We'd like to do this, a little getaway. It sort of allows us to reflect on the previous year, what's changed, what's the same. It's just, a, it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very, almost like a spiritual trip in a way for us. And it's been made more complicated, obviously, because of the madness of COVID. Last year, we didn't go to Vermont because Vermont had restrictions from out-of-state visitors. And also last year, again, reverting, reverting back, reverting, 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 reverting back to the Sugarbush trip, lo and behold, we did not realize that there was a new baby in Andrea's belly. Bun in the oven. Bun in the oven. Because of Sugarbush, <laughs> we wanted to name our daughter's middle name Sugarbush. But that would have been super weird for her, obviously, in the future. So we 86 that. But this year, again, we just are leaving beautiful Killington, Vermont, during a snowstorm, of course, because that's just how timing works sometimes. And now, since we have two kids, it's harder to find and dupe and convince someone to watch both of them. <laughs> Before, when it was one, it wasn't that bad. But now that it's two, it's it, you're asking kind of an act of God. Someone to perform an act of God watching both of these kids at once. But lo and behold, we guilted Andrew's mom on Thanksgiving into doing that. So we had our nice little trip. And we kind of just want to recap, talk about what it was like to be back after almost two years of not skiing in Vermont. Especially for Andrea, because she did not ski at all last year due to, you know, partially because of COVID, but also because of having just given birth to a baby, doing all those new mom things. So before we even get into Killington and COVID, how did it feel for you to finally be back on the snow after about, what, 23 months? Yeah. Almost 23 months of not skiing well it i mean it felt mostly great considering everything that had happened in the past couple of years with, with covid and all you know I, I really didn't have much of a i didn't like like brian said i didn't ski last season so I, I didn't really see what it was like you know being in the midst of of covid when it was really bad so i you know, all I knew was everything pre-COVID. So, you know, Brian was like, oh, yeah, it seems a little bit more normal here now. You know, masks aren't required in, in the lodge and all that. And I'm just like, well, I, you know, I don't know a time when it was ever required. So it was, it was nice. It was nice, you know, to get away. It was nice to, to be back on the mountain. I was tired, <laughs> but I'm always tired. And of course, you know, I'm 
you know, still carrying a little bit of the baby weight a year out, but, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I was able to get back into my ski clothes and, you know, felt pretty comfortable. And, you know, it wasn't the best of conditions, but That's I was happy. That's for sure. Yeah. That's, we, <laughs> so we skied for two days, Thursday and Friday. We're recording this on a Saturday as we're driving back. As it's snowing, we're leaving. But Thursday, so Vermont's had some really funky weather already this year. And World Cup, I'm sure a lot of people saw. Killington looked amazing. They had that big snowstorm. They got a foot of snow. They had to cancel the Saturday event. They had a great Sunday event. Then there was like a period where there was some rain, which really screwed things up. And there hasn't been much snow since then. A little flurries here. But it also got warm recently. We were up there on Thursday, and it was, I think, like I thought, 55 degrees, maybe yeah. 56 degrees yeah. on a Thursday. So that was, what, December 15th, I guess, or 16th? Yeah. 16th. And for what was open, it was fun. But again, when you have barely any cover, you're working with a quarter of the mountain being open because that's all the snow they have. And you're getting warm conditions. Stuff is melting. That said, what was open, we kind of focused on the North Ridge area because that seemed to be the coldest, had the best snow. The bump runs underneath the chairlift were great. It was like skiing spring bumps. And for our, you know, it was both Andrea and I's first days of the season. So to get out there and just do bump runs for like, what, like two hours at the end there? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was a pretty awesome workout. I mean, we were toast by the end. Oh, my knees are shot. <laughs> we were toast <laughs> by shot. the end. Yeah, they're not shot, but they're a little stiff. <laughs> I mean, that was, that was no joke. I mean, that was a fun run. I mean, over and over again, you know, those first bumps of the season are always a little, a little dodgy, but we just kept doing it. And that of all the places that were open again, superstar was open on Thursday. We're still talking about Thursday. Now it was open, but it was a little, a little sketch. They had the stuff at the top open, uh, great Northern down to Snowden over to Ram's head was open. But again, that was kind of more where it's a little more beginner stuff more people. So we just kind of stayed in, you know, we went all over the place, but we kind of stayed in the Northridge area the most. And then what happened that night is it went from 55 down to about 35. And there was some crazy winds Friday, like Thursday night into Friday, and then a little bit on Friday as well. So it started getting colder. Things started firming up. And towards the top of the mountain, it got freezing so they actually closed superstar because it was just a sheet of ice i mean it dropped 20 degrees froze the whole thing over most of the mountain was just ice and you know they really couldn't do much with the groomers obviously because it was it was weird it started off really warm at night midnight one two and then the temperature started dropping so they really didn't have time before the mountain opened to do even much I mean, there's not much you could do I mean, they couldn't blow snow because it was still too warm. And they finally just, you know, people just went out there. And you saw a lot of people probably around like that 10, 11, 12 o'clock. Sun started coming out, warming things up a little bit, making it a little bit better. But I know you quit a bit early because yeah. it wasn't ideal by any stretch. Well, and I commend you for what you did out there. <laughs> I just quit while I was ahead. While well, you were ahead. 
smart move. I feel like I was just, you know, overcompensating for because of the conditions. And um, again, like I, I wasn't really able to train as hard as, as you had. I mean, it was like, you know, you were, you did it. You were smart to do that. I was not in the best shape. So I think that was, you know, I was just tired. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go to the bar. <laughs> Which was a good move, but that's what a lot of people did because, again, the conditions were not great. And you always hear some, like, whiny person in Afra, they're like, oh, man, I've been here for 11 years. This is the worst I've ever seen it. It's like, all right, anecdotal hyperbole guy. That guy's always there. And it wasn't great. I mean, I think one of the last times we were up there together, maybe it was like a year or two, maybe two two or three years ago. Remember that day we went up? It was like 55 degrees. And then the next day dropped to 20. Mm-hmm. And it, again, same sort of like Northeast New England situation that you get. We get those rogue days where it's really warm for a day, melts things, then it all freezes up again. And you're, you're dealing with a skating rink. But, you know, I was I was so happy that we did that on Thursday because those bumps all froze up. They froze up and then the spots in between the moguls all just, you saw dirt in a bunch of them. It would, they were ice boulders. It was bad. You saw like one or two people go in there and they were just like, yeah, nope, coming right back out. <laughs> Ski Patrol was training in there. That's how bad it was. They were yeah. like, we got to get this raw meat, this green, this green uh, patroller, some training. Let's throw her in there. <laughs> so they were doing a lot of that. But again, too, like, because of the thin cover and because of the, the warm conditions, Yesterday, Friday, you could start seeing things getting scraped away, little patches of dirt, like kind of peeking through the snow. It was a little bit dicey, that's for sure. And the runs to get off the mountain. So I I don't forget the name of the trail, but it's the one underneath the bubble chair they have at Snowden, the Snowden Six Pack. That That run was so treacherous yesterday because it was, again, it was iced up. There was very thin cover. There were spots where it was dirt on the far sides and there was the lift pole in the middle. So you had to kind of like navigate between the pole and the dirt to get down the mountain. It was bad. And well, it was treacherous also because there were so many people. That, exactly. If it, you know, if there were only a couple people, it wouldn't have been horrible. You could navigate around those ice patches, but because, you know, Everybody can't see it. Everyone's falling. And then you have to navigate around people that are falling because you, you got, can't stop. And you got snowboarders who just sit there also. Yeah. <laughs> like the world revolves around them. I wasn't going to say that. No offense to my snowboarding buddies out there, but still, that's not a thing skiers do. Let's, let's be honest about it. <laughs> but yeah, there was just almost no room. I mean, you maybe had three, three person widths on each side of the pillar. So it was, it was, tre- and it was icy, like it was pure ice. And then you had patches yeah. of, of dirt. So it was, it was not good. That's just, for sure. It just wasn't fun, I think, at that point for me. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I had a good day yesterday. I had a good morning. I'm going to be fine at the bar. <laughs> yeah. And I kept doing all those, that rhyme and reason, those, those kind of runs and trying to, again, perfect my form and get back into mid season shape. Over and over again, I was going. And I was trying to, you know, my whole thing is every time I'm out there, I want to, I want my turns to be a little better, a little crisper, a little, you know, everything better. 
and I was doing that over and over again because there's no lift lines. Just go up and down, up and down. Do that for an hour and a half, two hours there. And I was getting fatigued. Like my legs were starting to burn because you did had to push. Like Andrea said, you had to push that ice just to like maintain, to dig in, to, to get some sort of traction, stability. Plus you were coming off of the really... All the bumps the first day. Well, but I'm saying like the heavy snow from Thursday. Right. And you're pushing that around, you know, like again, spring skiing conditions, your legs are having to work extra hard. And the first day of the season. Yeah. It's tough. It's hard. So when I got to that last part, like my legs were just burning. My form was just dog shit. Like I was like, just, just get down to the mountain. Andrea's already got my Irish coffee waiting for me. I did, like, yeah. Let's go. Let's survive this. And it was, again, it was, it, you saw a lot of thin cover signs. Even the, the tunnel going from Ram's Head to Snowshed, like yeah, the day before Thursday, you could ski through it. They actually had a sign that says "Walking only," like no no ski travel. Like it was, it changed that much overnight. Like it was bad. But I'd love to see what it was like today. And again, now it's Saturday. Now it's Christmas week. It's pretty much the week before Christmas. It was so crowded when we left. I mean, there had to be. From Thursday to Friday, it was at least double the people. From Friday to today, it was at least double Friday. Mm -hmm. So now you have double the amount of people as yesterday and still only have a third of the mountain open because they couldn't, they started blowing snow last night, but not nearly enough to make a difference across the mountain. I mean, a third of the mountain or a quarter of the mountain was open. So it's going to be a very interesting weekend. I hope all this snow does hit them, as they're saying, because they need it so bad, especially going into Christmas week, which is you know their big week of the year. There was a time yesterday we, uh, we took a little quick break at the K1 Lodge. I stepped outside. I looked to the left. You can see Superstar, totally full of snow, but closed because it's just you know an icy mess. You look to the right, and I forget the name of that trail. Is it is it Highland or... It's like the racing trail they always have, right next to where that... It was closed? Oh, it was dirt. I mean, it was complete dirt. Oh, um, well, what's the name of that? I'll, I feel like I'll it's high it. something. It's not Mousetrap, that's a different one. It's definitely not Mousetrap, but I think no. Mousetrap is above that. I'll find it. I want to say Highlander, because there could be only one, but I don't think it's called Highlander. Maybe it is. It's right above, if you were, if you know Killington and you look, you get outside the K1 Lodge and you look, the gondolas to the right, there's that little Killington Mountain Sports Racing School building there, and it's the one above that, whatever that trail is called. I'll find it. She's looking it up right now. I'm just going to keep talking because I'm <laughs> about to hit some traffic here because, you know, it's right before Christmas. People are driving around, doing stuff. They're going shopping. A lot of, we're in Connecticut right now, and there's a lot of horn honking the state. Angry people here in Connecticut. You know, what are you going to do? I'm just going to go off this exit. Oh, I'm that guy. Shit. I should really be paying attention. It says one me. mile. You're good. Yeah, but everyone's like already getting off here. Yeah, but th it's moving. So it's you're moving, good. so I'm good. Yeah, so Andrew's looking up the thing. I'm trying to get off this highway. I don't know what's going on. It's, this road is a mess. But it's not high road. Uh, it's definitely not high road. That's a blue. Oh, that's um, a blue. Oh, I'm actually get over here. Da, 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 da. Give me an opportunity. Dude, gotta take it, dude. Shoot the J. I'm shooting it. 0.8 miles. All right. Skylark. No. You gotta go way further. Skiers left. Yeah. 
but we did Skyline. It, it is, it is Highline. Yeah. Oh, I was saying Highlander. So Highline. Royal Flush Spillway. Yeah. It's Highline. That's the Highline. I mean, it's complete dirt. There isn't even like patches of snow. It's, it was bad. But again, that was the weather conditions. You know, again, you play the hand you're dealt. They couldn't blow snow. They had rain. They had warm weather. And here we are. So one thing that I've been watching over the last year or two, and I think everyone's pretty much aware of it, is with a lot of folks who have, you know, tech jobs, office jobs, having flexibility to work remote, a lot of people went out to go live in resort towns and beach towns, you know, lakes, wherever, places that are not usually the city where they lived before. And Killington was one of those towns that a lot of folks, again, totally anecdotal evidence here, a lot of folks had a second house there or, you know, using it as a vacation rental. There are so many people up there right now. Again, because a lot of it is they're just going to work remote and stay up there. Why not? If you're stuck in living in Connecticut, why wouldn't you stay in Vermont? I mean, it seems like a no-brainer to me. Right now, I just looked at Zillow this morning because, you know, I I like the real estate game. I was curious because I've been looking off and on just as a curious party at the Killington area for at least since 2014 when we first did our share house up there. And our buddy had just bought a place at Pinnacle. I think he maybe paid like, I don't know, $260, for a three-bedroom condo. Much? I think it was. Maybe a little bit less. Maybe let's call it $250, whatever. $250. And that was a nice three-bedroom, two-bath, top-floor condo there. They they ranged. They kind of went up a little bit after that. Now they're they're not on the market for more than – couple days if one even comes on it's crazy there was two properties available right within the region like the really close confines of the mountain which is like you got mountain green you got um, edgemont pinnacle whiffle tree there's 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 maybe like six or seven condo complexes that are just right there by the mountain. I'm talking like all of those. There was two properties available and they were in Mountain Green. I mean, it's unbelievable that there's just zero, zero availability. And I don't know, again, if it's people actually living there, living there, or is it people airbnb them out? Because I know we, before we decided where to stay, we were looking on Airbnb. And a couple of places were really, really nice. There was a bunch available for the, the days that we were up there. But the one, they wanted like $600 for a cleaning fee. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, that's ridiculous. So I ended up staying at, it was called the Inn at Killington, right? Uh, no, no, it was. Not. Oh my gosh, now you're making me draw a blank. Um, was it Mountain Hill? Mountain Hill? I thought it was like the Inn at the Mountain. Maybe that was what it was. It's pretty much, it's not the Grand Hotel. It's like the first hotel you get when you're leaving the mountain going down the access road. I think it's Hill. I think it's the Inn at Killington. Or the Inn at the, inn at the Mountain. Regardless, they did redesign it recently, probably in the last two or three years. And it was very nice. I was very happy we, we chose that place. It was really cool. They had a distillery in there now, which I think is pretty new. 
at a restaurant, which we didn't go to, but I was glad it was there. <laughs> it had a co-working space in there, which was cool. And I don't know, is it, I probably should have asked the question. And if I really cared enough, I would have. Is that a co-working space for just the people who are staying there? Or is it for anybody in Killington to just go and co-work? I don't know. It said it was open from nine to nine. They had you know, chairs, desks, and a couple of beanbag chairs, a, a, a Keurig coffee machine, water. I'm assuming it's just for the people who work there or, or who are staying there, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But it was cool. I like that it had Mountain Inn. That's it. Mountain Inn. Mountain Inn. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Mountain Inn. I don't want to brag or anything, but we did get the penthouse there. <laughs> it was the only one available. No, there was others available, but it had a jacuzzi tub. And that was, <laughs> this is our Christmas present to ourselves. We're getting a jacuzzi tub. I felt like I was royalty. Like, I felt like, like, that's, if Prince ever went to Killington, like, that's where Prince would have stayed. <laughs> but it would have had to be more purple. <laughs> yes. I like the hotel. I got to tell you, it was a cool spot. It wasn't, because the Grand Hotel was wonderful. But it just got a little bit of an attitude for me. <laughs> a little bit of a toot. Well, like, even if we had stayed there, we couldn't have skied in and out anyway. Couldn't have skied in and out because there wasn't enough snow. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a crazy thing, too. We were looking to stay at the Grand because we wanted to be those fancy, snooty people. But it was not available. I mean, it was booked. And we didn't even stay the Saturday night. Like, we're gone Saturday. I could see that being crazy busy. But they had the PSIA, some sort of meeting there. And there was a lot of people within that organization all over the country. And I'm sure they were all staying at the Grand Hotel. And we could, you could see uh, in the lodges, you know, you'd see folks like wearing, and it wasn't like someone wearing a t-shirt from, you know, Jackson Hole or some vacation they went on. Like it was people who had like official like jackets or like sewn boot bags. Like, you know, Jack Frost, Big Boulder, I remember seeing uh, Brighton, Utah. Yeah. All over the place. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of folks there from all over the country doing their thing, which meant a lot of people taking up hotel space. But again, Thursday morning, not great conditions. I could not believe how many cars were in the parking lot. Like there was just so many people. And again, it could be people, it's not all PSIA people. Yeah. No. I don't know if it's folks taking starting an early vacation, early Christmas vacation. Just in general, is it that many more people going skiing? I just don't even know. But yeah, I think because a lot of people are working from home, and you know you've got that aspect. Plus, people are off in late December, so. But it's usually starting next week. Well, that's the thing. I, that's why I thought when we booked it. We'd be still like super golden, and I, I'm not gonna lie. We waited a combined, what, minute? A whole day Thursday on lift lines? Yeah. Maybe two minutes Friday? Like, it's not like it was bad. And they had their little fast tracksy thing all set up, ready to go. But you have to, like, right. And then, yeah, but you have to think about, are people taking as much vacation because they're all working from home now? Yeah. There's really, you know, I'm sure everyone saved up their days. To ski. For the holidays, yeah. yeah. To ski. Well, especially all the out-of-town folks last year didn't have the chance. Last, you know, if you were if you were following protocol, like the good boys and girls you all are, you did not cross the state lines to go to the Vermont. 
You must keep Vermont pure. <laughs> so you saw, of course, a lot of Jersey, New York plates. The place you see every all the time when you go up there. Back in normal, normal life again. Yeah. But it was cool for us just to finally get up there again, try to, you know, get back to normalcy and as much as possible, you know, in, in these still goofy ass times that we're in right now. But it was awesome being up there. And it was just interesting seeing the way things changed, too. Because we've been going up there pretty consistently for the last seven, eight years now. Aside from last year, of course. And it's just, we always joked, you know, Mario and I especially, when we would do, like, our, our ski bump weeks up there, we would just laugh about how, for, for Killington, it was always, everything was, like, good enough. It's the old Killington <laughs> good enough. Like, no one really tried to make, like, restaurants better make better food. It's like, eh, this is good enough. We'll leave it the way it is. Perfect example, don't want to call you out, but I am Mogul's. That place is just like the best barbecue around. Who's in second place then? Because their barbecue sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Mogul's. Your beer selection is mediocre. But again, I'm not the target demographic there. You want someone in their like 20s who wants cheap PBRs, wants mediocre food, wants to watch some games, just pool. That's your target. Obviously, you're doing wonderfully because you're still there. You have a giant parking lot. So, good on you, moguls. But this time, it seems like because of this big shift and a lot of people being up there more, again, probably co-working or working remote, it seems like things are progressing more. Like, you saw a bunch of places like, oh, future home of, like, Northridge Hotel, and we're cleaning up this hotel. Is... It just seemed like more, they were tidying things up more. Because I guess there's more money now because you have people who are staying there instead of just coming up every other weekend. They're like, we're just going to live up here now. and We want to have this. So it seems like things were a little bit nicer on the whole. Yeah, more money coming in from, you know, folks being up there more often. People who own those places are going to benefit, which is great. Mm-hmm. One How thing... About- Casey's. Oh. <laughs> Brian so, was so excited. So you ever, <laughs> uh, we hadn't tried Casey's since it reopened. And I think I may have been there once, like way back in the day. It's all right. But we were talking to a guy who is one of the mountain ambassadors on the weekends. And he's like, oh, you guys got to check out Casey's. You know, it's great. The burgers are awesome. So I'm like, oh, you know what? That sounds awesome. We'll check it out. Haven't been there in a while. Read Brian the menu while he was sitting in the hot tub. Read me the menu as I was sitting in the hot tub. And I'm starving at this point. <laughs> Having a beer in the hot tub. I'm starving. I'm getting so worked up and getting excited. I'm like, I'm getting French onion soup. I'm getting nachos. I'm getting a burger. Like I was just, I was all in. I was excited. We get ready. We go there. The parking lot, maybe half full. Maybe but people taking big parking spots, half full, walk up to the door. They go you know, try to talk to a host, hostess. They're like, oh, sorry, we're not seating anyone at any, any other Without tables. a reservation. Yeah. Without a reservation. Like, your parking lot's half empty. You look in there, like, I don't see every table being full. And there was a, a couple or a family in front of us who had same, said the same thing to them. And they were 
old lady was really pissed off. She's yeah, like, but... She's like, I've been calling for reservations. You guys don't even answer your phone. Like, it was so uncomfortable. We just had to leave. <laughs> but it was just like such an assholey response yeah, well, from someone old. in the service industry. She was really old. <laughs> really old. Didn't have much time left, clearly. She just wanted a goddamn burger before she went. You couldn't even give her that. As we're walking out, we hear her yelling to her husband to start the car yeah. or something. And he's going, what? 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 It was so funny. Just like old people yelling at each other. It's just funny. <laughs> but yeah, like they, they didn't even. And this is what was it? Six o'clock? Like it wasn't late. Maybe six thirty. It was. The parking lot was barely half full. Yeah. Barely. So it was ridiculous. Now this goes <laughs> to another another point I wanted to bring up is every place seems to have help wanted signs. I guess they reinstituted the EB-5 visas because you got people from Jamaica and Peru and all over the place working at the resort, which is awesome. Um, one thing because of the mask mandate, though, is, you know, these folks all have accents and then you put a mask on them. It's very hard to understand them sometimes, which, you know, that's a, another topic for another day. I want these people working. I want these people having jobs. That's great. There's so many jobs available. Like that was a big issue with Vermonters. They said the Vermont folks were having trouble with jobs. It's like, well, there's so much available. Like, why aren't the local people working there? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. I know there's like some sort of socio-economic issues that they're having there, and that's the thing too that's weird about Vermont, specifically among ski resort. I'm generalizing for the whole state, but you have. The folks who get it, who buy their second, third houses at a Killington, at a Stowe, at an Okimo. And you have all the folks who live there around there. I mean, it's just so different in terms of, I mean, not to be classist, but it's like you have the pickup truck folks who live there and you have the BMW SUV people driving up there. And it's just... It's a weird mix sometimes. And you, you just wonder, like, who's who's doing these jobs then? Like, do they really need to grab people from foreign countries to work at these jobs? Or, like, it seems like folks need money and need to be employed. But I don't know. That's... Yeah, I don't know either. It is. It's just... It's interesting to see. But again, a lot of places, tons of jobs available at restaurants, bars, whatever. Casey's needs to hire people, obviously. Because they couldn't accommodate people wanted to come and eat. But it bummed me out. I really wanted to try it. Maybe yeah, but I want to go. I feel like okay. the place we ended up at was really good too. Yes, and that was cool too because I had driven down to that awesome little gas station deli liquor store the day before on Thursday to grab a couple of beers and to have it in the hot tub. And I noticed coming up the access road what used to be Pepino's is no more it's now a whole new place and it's called Rivershed and Rivershed is a it's a tiny chain there's like two other ones in Massachusetts and you remember the name of the one place well the town is called Situate Situate dude yeah yeah Situate and there was another one so there was it's a, it's a barbecue place, barbecue and burger place, which perfect for Killington. We talked to the bartender and he said they've been open for three weeks. Like it's brand spanking new. Yeah, it was great. 
we got there and you, you kind of go into a place like that and you're like, what are we going to get here? Because the parking lot was, it's a small parking lot. We were able to kind of squeeze our car into a semi-legitimate parking spot. And we, you know, get to the hostess. She's like, oh, I can't really see two people, but there's a big bar. I'm like, okay, no problem. Perfect. We'll go there. Good beers on draft. Uh, fun menu. Again, a lot of barbecues, burgers. You know, typical. What what you would want to have after skiing. That's the kind of menu. Comfort, right? yeah. Comforty, barbecue And I, of course, <laughs> had to order nachos. <laughs> and I can't just order the standard nachos. It's like if you're buying a car. You know, like, you could buy a Mustang. Like a regular standard Mustang. It's like, or... You get the Shelby 500 Mustang. And that's what I got. I got the Shelby 500 of nachos. And I got the nachos and we added the guacamole and we added the brisket. That's what you got to do. They were good. Now, Andrea, <laughs> did you have, did you have to eat any of these nachos? <laughs> well, I was laughing because he, Brian, he like took my plate. I'm like, you have your own plate. I was, so then he brings the nacho plate closer to him and he boxed me out. <laughs> I was having like a little bit. I mean, I definitely had quite a bit, but I'm like, you know what? I'm still hungry. <laughs> like you, I ate was all of starving. Them. I was starving. I ate like ninety percent of the nachos. Oh my god, they were so good too. <laughs> I'm starving. Boxed me out. Good nachos. Oh man, I would have liked a little bit of salsa on the side. That was one thing because they were dry. They're nachos. They're dry. Yeah. I would have liked that. They did give you the sour cream. They gave, I bought the $5 guacamole. I don't care. It's extra. That's how I live my life. I need guacamole. I could die tomorrow. Need that guacamole. They were good. They were really good. Multicolored chips. Brisket was delicious. I kind of wish I hadn't eaten all that myself because at night I woke up. My stomach was not feeling amazing. Doing a couple beers, Irish coffee. You mix a lot of stuff together. Weird things happen. But then yeah. we also got a burger that we shared. Yeah. Which was really good, too. It was, yeah. I mean, it was just a, a fun, good menu, great beers on draft, additional good beers in cans. It was uh, it was cool. Like, I liked it. <laughs> what? I'm What's so funny? Laughing. I'm Why are you laughing, laughing at, at you boxing me out. And it was I like, mean, roll, 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 roll. I seriously was like a wild animal. It was like a wild animal, like finding like a like an elk carcass or something. I don't know. Like a buzzard. It was like a buzzard eating those freaking nachos. It just, they had, those nachos just had to get in your face. They Dude, could not get in your face fast enough. I can't, <laughs> I can't have my nacho receptor in my brain activated and have it not be stimulated. It's just not possible. When I start thinking about nachos, if I don't get them, I start, like, I start misfiring. Like, things don't, like, stuff stops working. <laughs> I, just, I just love nachos. I love the pomp and circumstance yeah. of it. They're so good. I love the visual. It's got melted cheese. And Casey's was talking, like we were looking at the Casey's menu. They talking about chili. Oh, it's Stunat over here. Oh, Stunat ass New York dickhead. Are you going to cut that out? <laughs> no. Why should I? The world needs to know. License plate number HUS4616, New York. You're an asshole driver. Calling you out, son. What is that, an Acura? RDX. RDX. White. Yeah. Anyway. 
So we have the nachos. Yeah, but Casey's does have chili on their nachos, which I'm a big fan of that too. But you know what? I don't know if I'm ever going to find out about that. After that terrible experience. So we'll to make a reservation next time. You know what? We'll make a call today for March. Maybe they'll actually have people available to serve serve dinner there at that time. <laughs> we shall see. But yeah, that was one of the cool, interesting things to see too is the new stuff. In two years, things do change. Uh, want to stop by our buddy Ryan till I die, his shop. But sadly, it was closed times we drove past it. I don't know if they have like earlier hours, like a 10 to 4 thing. But we unfortunately, couldn't get over there at the time. And again, with only two nights, a lot of boxes had to get checked. A lot of skiing, all of our local little spots we had to get to. What was the biggest COVID letdown? I was just going to lead into that. <laughs> the greatest victim. The, the, if all this COVID stuff, I think the biggest victim of it all is Sushi Yoshi and the free happy hour wings. I mean, we went there at 4 o'clock. We're all excited. Wing time. Look at the parking lot. Like, wow, this is pretty empty. That's cool. It's a Friday. Yeah, I think it'd be a little more crowded. Get in there. No problem getting seats at the bar. There's probably like, what, 75% of seats available. Mm-hmm. Sit down. Beer menu's off the chain, as it always is there. And then we're like, hey, you guys do those wings? They're like, yeah. But you can order them, though. Yeah. I was like, but they taste better when they're free. <laughs> Just do. And that was a little bit of a bummer, I gotta tell you. Like, uh, and I, I wonder... I wonder if they did that because it used to be so crowded in there on like a Saturday because everyone knows you get the free wings. So everyone like, I mean, you're neck to neck, shoulder to shoulder with people there on a Saturday because it's so crowded because everyone wants to get their wings and have really good beers there. So did they do that because they were giving away too many wings or was it bringing too many people or was, I, I don't know. Or was it a COVID thing? I I don't know the decision. I could have pressed, got more information. I did not. I was just so disappointed. That said, we did order the wings. And they weren't as good. They're not as good when they're free. Well, they were just very different. You know, usually they they come out with the sauce already on them. And I don't know if they were breaded. We got it. Yeah, they weren't breaded before. They gave us like a cauldron of sauce. (laughs) And by cauldron, I mean it was both big and burning hot. So you had a burning hot, greasy chicken wing, and you're putting it in a burning hot cauldron of General So sauce. I had to eat a wing with a fork, like a proper British lady. I was not a fan. Like, that that bummed me out, too. And I was so hungry. And you know when you're so hungry and you're trying to shove burning hot food in your gullet? Like, it just it's just a problem. It's just nothing good can come from God, we sound like such assholes. We are assholes. I've always been an asshole. I'm not denying this. But, yeah, just we're trying to give people... I want people to think they are there with us, experiencing it as we are experiencing it. That's where the love is. (laughs) That's where the love is. All right, so that said, it was a fun trip. I was so happy to get away. I was so happy to get on the snow again. It's nice to have a break from the kids. Awesome to have a break from the kids. I can't wait to get Benjamin on skis in the next week or so. Hopefully this rain will turn to snow in the mountains so that we can actually do this. Because right now it's raining. And rain this time of year is a bummer. Just stop. After Thanksgiving, 
we don't want liquid participation anymore. Precipitation, not participation. I got a lot of coffee in my system right now, and off this drive behind this New York clown who cut me off before. It was a fun time. I hope we get up there again soon. There's so much skiing to do. This is our official, official kickoff of the season. It felt great. I love skiing. I love you. I love you. Can't wait to do more of it. Hope this was informative, if not entertaining. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Don't you want to say Mario's line? Oh, what's Mario? I'm sorry. Stay high, stay fluid. Stay high, stay fluid. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>